Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Hear it from the doctor with expert guests from the American Academy of Pediatrics. It's Healthy Children. Now, our favorite mom, Melanie Cole, MS. Welcome to Healthy Children. You know, at this time of the year, and really all times of the year, but there are certain peak times that we see things like flu. We've been dealing with COVID for how many years now? And we're seeing RSV in the children. The children's hospitals are feeling overwhelmed, but we're going to talk about the co-infection aspect of all of these and try and clear up some of the mystery surrounding RSV, COVID, and the flu, and colds, and what we're seeing right now in this triple-demic. Joining me today is Dr. Upma Suneja. She's board-certified pediatrician at USF Tampa. Dr. Suneja, I'm so glad you're with us today. This is really getting a lot of coverage in the news, in the media, but parents don't know what to think about it. Have you seen this uptick in RSV and other respiratory illnesses this season, even though it's not necessarily the time that we might see all these things? Yes, thank you for having me. And yes, definitely this triple-demic is uh, concerning and making the upcoming winter season likely more challenging. Um, with all three of these major respiratory viruses, with RSV, you know, it's been like really overwhelming our healthcare system since even summertime this year. And with flu, we started uh, earlier than what we are used to, which is like during the winter season. So we started early, like maybe in October, I think we started to see the uptick of cases and November was like really, really a high number of cases compared to what we've been seeing in previous years. Along with that, we have these new subvariants of the Omicron COVID coming up. So, of course, yeah, we are seeing pretty high levels of these uh, viruses circulating. And these are not the only viruses. Um, you know, we have so many more viruses that are ongoing that we don't necessarily always uh, check or like, you know, uh, look into. But these three definitely have been um, trying to make our upcoming winter really challenging. Well, certainly they have. So I'd like for you to clear up for parents the difference between influenza, RSV, tell them what that even is because they don't always know and why that affects our littler kiddos more, and and COVID, the differences. Give us some symptoms, some overlapping things, some, you know, explain a little bit about those three for us. So I'll be really honest with you. This is a great question, actually, and a great topic to discuss because it is really confusing for parents when they are at home with the kids. They keep on thinking, which virus are we dealing with and how to deal with it? And even for the physicians, I would say it is really challenging to just, uh, you know, differentiate them by just looking at the uh, patient. Most definite way to really know would be testing. But then there are certain things that, you know, can make you one one okay, this likely is RSV, this likely is flu or COVID. But just to, you know, uh, give a summary of them, most of the viral illnesses, including these three that uh, affect the kids, will definitely present with a mixture of these symptoms of fever, some, you know, cold-like symptoms where they have runny nose ongoing, they will have a lot of 
tiredness, body aches, not wanting to eat, and some viruses may get them vomiting and diarrhea. But then, like, if you see, you know, some kids presenting with a loss of sense of smell or loss of sense of taste, then you may think, oh, maybe COVID is more likely. And then coming to flu, which may most likely present with, like, you know, abrupt onset of fever and a lot of body aches. And then again, you have the whole thing of having the runny nose and, you know, coughs and later can have pneumonia too. With RSV in particular, the young kids, I would say, um, less than two years old are definitely a high risk because it can produce a very, uh, very, uh, you know, um, severe sickness in them, especially the high risk group where the kids that are born early, the preterm kids, and also the ones that have chronic underlying conditions like chronic heart disease or lung diseases, they are definitely at high risk of becoming really, really sick with RSV. Also, another important thing with RSV is that the kids can become sick really, really fast. You know, you may you may just see them uh, going down on the downward trend, like within a matter of hours. So it is really important for the uh, parents also to be vigilant of the signs that they have to look for and when to go to their doctor or to the emergency department. Well, I'm so glad that you pointed that out, because as you say, we're hearing about all this, and I'm a parent myself, but my kids are 22 and 20, so, you know, I mean, they can talk to me about their symptoms and tell me what's going on. So let's concentrate just for a minute on this year's flu season, and we'll come back to RSV and COVID. But what are we expecting for this year's flu season? I know it started a little earlier, but the vaccines, what are they set for? What what are you thinking is going to happen? That's a really important point, actually, that you uh, brought forward. Uh, flu season this year appears to be, is going to be a challenging one. Uh, looking at the trend, how it started early and has, you know, resulted already in a higher number of cases compared to the previous years. Um, but, you know, the good news is that we have a vaccine that appears to be a very good match. And by that, I mean, because, you know, how the flu virus is a little bit different than the uh, RSV virus uh, or other uh, some of the other uh, respiratory virus in that it's very, um, very notorious at changing its genetic material very, very fast. So that is the reason uh, we work all around the year to really look at what particular strains will be circulating at a higher levels at the time uh, when, you know, the flu season peaks. So based on those, these vaccines are produced and, you know, not always we can be 100% accurate, but, you know, this time it seems like to be a good match in the fact that uh, we have the vaccine that works against most of most of the higher uh, circulating strains of the flu this year. So it seems like the flu vaccine is going to be um, really effective uh, in preventing uh, serious sicknesses and hospitalizations. So I think um, the season is is appearing to be more challenging, but from our part, I think uh, we can try to get ourselves vaccinated as soon as possible, get our kids uh, kids vaccinated as soon as possible to make sure we can deal with this um, in a better way. Well, doctor, what about the kids that are too young to get the flu vaccine? What's the best way for parents to protect them? 
Yes. So, yeah, with for that, I would really say we all have to, you know, come together and make sure if the kids that are, of course, less than six months of age for whom there's no flu vaccine, um, you know, if we are around them or like everybody at least who is eligible to get a flu vaccine should get vaccinated. So we are not circulating the virus as much around the kids who are too young. So that is one way of protecting them that we are trying to make sure that, you know, we are not carrying the virus to them then other measures like we do for all the viral illnesses i would say you know try to do a lot of hand washing try to you know um uh, have some social distancing and not go to crowded places so much if it is not needed. I think those will be the measures and know like if somebody is sick to, you know, uh, maintain distance from them just so the kids who are not uh, eligible for the vaccine are not uh, exposed. And now if our kids get one of these things and you talked about the symptoms and the, and that there is testing to tell the difference and that we need to keep an extra close eye on our littler ones in case it's RSV because that can really take its toll very quickly and we need to be in close contact with our pediatricians, our medical home, that's so, so important. But now our kiddos get sick all the time. They get colds. They get all these different things. We're seeing all these things. What do we do for them, Dr. Suneja? Because there is so many things on the market on those shelves. There's, there's, you know, Delsum for the cough and there's Robitussin for the chest and there's this for the, you know, what are we supposed to do to make our children feel better? And do we want to bring fevers down? Because, I mean, they get fevers with these. Do we want to bring them down? What can we do at home to help our kids with the symptoms? Yes, uh, that's a great question. Taking care of the kids at home definitely can be very challenging for the parents, you know, especially when they look at their kids suffering so much and they are not able to really tell how they are feeling. You mentioned a great point before, that your kids are bigger and they can tell you how they are feeling, but then we some of them have younger kids, you know, who cannot really express how they are feeling. And, you know, you have to just go by the gestures and the cues that they are making, the face that they are making. So it definitely can be very challenging for the parents. Um, Most important thing will be uh, to make sure that you stay in contact with your pediatrician office for just in case any, you know, changes happen in the condition of your child and you be aware when you need to take your child to the emergency department. Regarding taking care of of the child at the home for most of the viral illnesses uh, it's the same uh, similar kind of uh, you know uh, supportive management you are tr- just trying to support the child uh, you know kind of overcome this viral illness by making sure they get the rest they need they eat and drink well so they remain hydrated hydration is actually the key in helping them overcome this viral illness where their body can fight this viral illness now, in terms of fever, of course, you can take the uh, Tylenol or ibuprofen if it is age appropriate. But most important thing I would say is to make sure you check with your pediatrician the right dose of the uh, Tylenol or ibuprofen that you are using for fever. It is very important not to overdose and not to go by what is written on the bottle, but just to make sure with your pediatrician what will be the right dose for your child. Because, you know, we tend to often say uh, that these kids, they are like little adults but they are not really little adults they are unique in their own ways and um, every time you have to give a medication it goes by weight so every every kid will have their own dose for different medications so i would really recommend talking to your pediatrician based on the weight of your child what will be the appropriate dose 
regarding a lot of uh, you know cough medications for them also we do not generally recommend the cough medications for really young children so it is important you discuss with your uh, pediatrician if it is appropriate for your child to take uh, the cough medication or not because it is really you know age dependent when you can or when you cannot use the cough medications other than that there are a lot of other home remedies that you know generally people use trying to you know make sure that um, kids they get some humidified air to make sure that the secretions are not thickening up and they are loosened and are easy to come out and not blocking the nose of the child there are some uh, saline drops that you can use in the uh, for the nose uh, nasal secretions to you know kind of uh, become thinner and easy to um, you know uh, drain from the nose and not blocking the kids nose um other than this uh, other important aspect of you know really testing and getting to know which virus is, uh, the kid is infected with is for certain viruses we do have some you know treatments available like in case of flu if you really get to be tested uh, earlier in the course of the disease we have antivirals that can be used um, to help protect the child against the severe sickness or even hospitalization and same for the covid we do have some antiviral available based on the age of the child so of course uh, testing the child for which viral illnesses you are dealing with uh, will be helpful one most important point that i would like to really um, you know bring to light is it is very important uh, to discuss with your pediatrician what you are going to monitor at home like when when do we take our child to emergency or when do we take our child to pediatrician office to be seen and evaluated because sometimes we just tend to believe that okay we have to take care of the child at home you know they are going to get over it it's going to be a week or so but i think most important is to be vigilant like if there is any acute change, just make sure you contact your pediatrician office and know when you have to take the child to be seen and evaluated what great points you just made dr suneja those were so important to be in touch with our pediatricians to really find out because finding out what of these three or anything else going around that you might have is really that your child might have is i think so important because then you can work on that supportive care i remember that i liked uh, steam showers with my kids mm-hmm. and Vix and you know like a mm-hmm. vapo rub a vapor rub and they would like that on their chest and we'd sit in the steam shower and that would be you know sort of help but I, I know that it can be such a challenging scary time when your kids have one of these especially this RSV right now as we're getting ready to wrap up I'd like you to reinforce the importance of vaccines and making sure that your kids are up to date on all of their vaccines and what you would like the take-home message for parents to be about this co-infection, this triple-demic that we're seeing, the vigilance, watching, the symptoms, the thi- you know, and anything we can do to hopefully prevent our kids from getting one of these. I mean, you know, whatever we can do is certainly going to be something that can help. Yes, definitely, definitely. I think the most important message that I would like to convey is that we all need to work together as a community which includes everybody, you know, the parents, the kids, the school teachers, the school staff, uh, 
and you know uh, all of us need to work together the pediatrician offices to make sure that all of the kids are you know developing and boosting their immunities against these viruses with the vaccines that are available they stay up to date with their vaccines uh, including the flu shot every year and also we we be all uh, responsible and take uh, take appropriate measures like you know uh, frequent hand washing maintaining social distancing and you know um, taking care of the sick kids at home so they are not spreading the virus around because it is it is part of our responsible behavior to make sure that when we are sick we stay home and not spread the virus to other and if everybody does that that can definitely help bring down the you know high levels of circulating viruses this season so i think uh, the most important point is for everybody to be responsible boost their immunities and be responsible towards themselves and everybody else that's perfectly said. Doctor, really important that we keep our kids home, that if we're sick, we stay home. That's so important because that helps to reduce that spread, man, when people just go out and about and it's really not caring for the community and we have to care for each other to keep our kids safe definitely during this season. Thank you so much for joining us and for all of your great information. You're listening to Healthy Children where all of our expert guests are provided by the American Academy of Pediatrics. Be sure to share this particular show, of course, all our shows, but share this show with your friends and your family on your social channels because we are learning from the experts at the AAP together. They're the gold standard, our pediatricians. They are there to save, help us raise our children safely and healthy and happy. They are just, I mean, I love my pediatrician and I know that these kinds of shows are quality information that you can trust. So share these shows because that way you're going to learn this great information, especially with these three viruses that are going around and keeping our little kiddos safe. So for Healthy Children, the American Academy of Pediatrics, and of course, Radio MD, I'm Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening and stay well.